Is this all the cash you got? That's all. Empty your pockets. Look, I haven't got any. Empty your fucking pockets, asshole. Or I'm gonna ask my buddy here to bring me something off the hardware shelf that I can use to slice off your fingers. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Skeleton Crew exclusively on Harbid. I'm your host, Alex, and I'm joined here with Mike. What's going on, Mike? Not too much, buddy. How are we doing tonight? Pretty good. We're going to have Dan joining us a little later in the show, but... Right now, Mike, the big news, the movie everybody's talking about, Cabin in the Woods. Yes, so where do we start? Well, I'm going to start by saying this. This is probably the most overhyped horror movie in how long? I mean, what was the last one that was hyped this much? Um, Cloverfield? They maybe Saw, but Saw lived the hype, so. I think for the most part, Saw and Cloverfield lived up to their hype. I mean... They weren't the greatest movies on earth, but they were definitely mainstayers. Right. It's hard for me not to like this, because I really do appreciate the fact that they try to take horror in a new direction. I think the direction sounded a lot better on paper, and when it was completed, it just I just didn't feel like it accomplished what they were attempting. For example, Scream tried to take horror in a new direction, and they accomplished it left, right, and center. Scream actually maintained its ability to be scary. And and that is right. something that when you take horror in a new direction, you might lose. I think this movie lost that. I agree with you. All right. This is going to be a spoiler. So we're going to list uh, the minutes that you should forward this show if you have not seen this movie yet. Me and Mike are just going to give a full review with everything about the plot included and all that stuff. So please stop listening to the show if you have not seen this and do not want spoilers. We will let you know when the spoilers are over. Okay? That's a fair yeah. fair warning. Now? Very good. Okay. I, I think it's good for a horror movie, but I don't think, you know, it's a good popcorn movie to go and see with your friends, have a good time. But anything else, you know, it's just if you look deeper, it's just, it doesn't hold up. It's not... It's not like the Messiah of horror movies. And I know, I love how uh, Joss Whedon said, you know, this is a bold step in the horror genre. I really don't think it is, because it's not... If if you want to talk about movies that really revolutionized horror, okay? You have Psycho. You have Halloween. You have Saw. This does not measure up to any of those. And like I said, Scream, and it doesn't. It, you, well, yeah, Scream, too. I forgot about that, but yeah, you're right. The problem with the audience is that you try to figure out more than you even have to. And while you're overthinking it, you don't get lost in the movie. It was one of those movies that I just... It was one of the few movies I never got lost in. Right. You know? Like, I found myself wanting to know more about it. Like, once I'm like, what the hell is this? And then... For a split second, I wondered if those zombies were real or if they were actors. I, I thought maybe the whole thing was like the Scare Factor show. Right. And the thing is, it would have been better if they were actors. Yeah. The thing is, like, look, it's made out to be that we knew from the get-go that this was done for some company. And I figured, okay, 
it's a reality thing, which, all right, I'm willing, to, yeah, and I'm willing to accept that. And you know what? If they would have stayed on that course, it probably would have had, you know, it wouldn't have been great, but it would have maybe reflected better, in my opinion. But instead, they do a total 180. Mike, I think the biggest hole of this entire movie, or the biggest flaw, is that you don't truly understand the characters working in that company till the end of the movie where Sigourney Weaver explained it all. So you literally go through the whole movie not knowing the premise. So nobody could accuse anybody like, what are you, stupid? What's so hard to figure out? No one knew till the end of the movie. Now, whether or not that affected your viewing experience, that's on us. It affected mine. And with this movie, the lack of backstory really leaves the audience without a full understanding of what we're even watching here. Where did these people work? What kind of business is this? Right. Who, are, who are they? Where are they from? Why are they so heartless about people getting murdered? I mean, they, they made one attempt at, you know, showing that this guy is a little bit of heart, and then he started saying, wow, just the pain and the suffering. Oh, the tequila's here! Or, like, whatever he said. Like, like... You know, and how do those people know about the gods that you have to... Like, what are they, right, some kind of that, tribe? But it's like, first of all, okay, come on. You're telling me these gods apparently lived underneath this building, okay? So you're telling me that for hundreds of years, these gods were just under this building and people just all over the place sacrificed people to these gods. I mean, I, I gotta ask you something. Um, I read on Facebook... I saw that somebody posted that, you know, the movie has references to different aspects of the genre. Right. And I could ask you, Alex, and to the listeners out there, did you guys pick up on what that was supposed to mean? Like, if you really think about it, what they're trying to say with all those references to other movies, and if you get to a later part in the movie where they have, when you get to... When you get to the part of the movie where they're in those cubes and all those creatures are in the cubes. Right. Right? What they're trying to say is that every other horror movie that you've seen, and even when Sigourney Weaver's character talked of, you know, the rules, the, like the sequence of the people that had to get killed, and this person had to die, and then this person had to die, and then finally, like, the virgin could live. Right. You know, it's... What they're trying to say is every other horror movie from The Evil Dead to Halloween to Nightmare on Elm Street to Friday the 13th, they couldn't say it by name because they couldn't get the rights. But every other horror movie is basically controlled by these gods or the killers kill people. That's the sacrifices to keep these gods at bay. And see, the thing is, that would have been a great way to take it, but they just did not explore that. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Let's just go back to everybody has to be killed in order and the virgin has to live. Well, what the hell about the, the kids in Tokyo, the classroom full of little girls, and they showed all these other places? Now, if you only have to sacrifice five people and one gets to do this, then why would you have wanted to kill all those girls? Why are you trying to kill all the other people? And... And if all those girls in the classroom, none of them are the nerd or the slut or the pothead or the virgin. So right. how, how would the order of that had any 
bearing on when they were killed. It just made no sense. Like, like I said, the movie, the movie in itself, like it didn't make sense. And I mean, look, and even the kills. If you look at the kills in this movie, number one, they didn't show much, and number two, they weren't really like they were so generic. Absolutely generic. There was nothing. I I want to ask you a question. Right. About one of the kills. Now, I was very surprised by the reaction of the audience. Did you remember that that wall was up when that jock went to jump over the bridge? Uh, yeah. So you knew he was going to hit the wall? Yeah, because they sh they showed that in the beginning of the movie. Exactly. After they went over, the bird flew into it, a regal or whatever the hell yeah. it was, and it vaporized. So you knew that was going to happen. Do you know how many people I heard going, oh, yeah. Like, they really... For and you know why? Because it makes you think so much. I I'm not even going to call those people idiots. Because... Right. This is this is freaking like uh, who uh, what's that what's that game, that's like a board game Clue Clue or something. Yeah, Clue. Like yeah. this, it kind of feels like, am I going to sit back and enjoy a fun movie or am I going to? And I guess it's not that hard to understand, and it's not like. But what I'm saying is, it just triggered me to think too much, and I think that messed up my experience. Like I said, I never got lost in the movie. And here's a question I want to pose to you. Right. Do you think that the first viewing is the worst one? And once you completely digest this movie, watching it again without all the guesswork and puzzle fitting, do you think it's more enjoyable? Oh, um, I don't know. What I would think is this. If you really want to enjoy this movie, you can't think about it. You just need to go in and watch it. Like, just watch it at face value. Watch it at the surface. Watch it for the kills. Uh, and that's about it. Because there's not even really characters in the movie that you can care about. There's only right. really two characters in the movie that I cared about. And those were Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford, the two guys, you know, from the company. You know, the only one I cared about was that hot blonde. Oh, my God. I didn't. Yeah, but the thing is, they were, like, so shallow. It's like, I couldn't Dude, care about her. I don't care. For some reason, Hey, the part where she made out with the wolf was cool. I will give you that. How could, out of all the scenes, you picked that. When she died, that was the saddest moment. I was like, she's not going to be in this anymore. That was so depressing for me. Everybody else I really didn't care about. Yeah. And the zombie with the bear trap, give me a break. You know, now, if the zombie would, like, lasso, like really, like, throw that thing and maybe it would show somebody getting their skull crushed. Right. That would be innovative. Exactly. But if you're just going to be like, come here. And just throw the thing and just have it, like, hit somebody. Like, ah, ah, it's a little, it's a little pussy attack, ah. Yeah, you know what? I thought it did actually clamp as it hit you. That would have been a billion times cooler. And it would be cool if it crushed someone's face. These kills were really, really bad. Yeah. Like, the, so generic, so, what the hell was that? It was just like, so, I could have thought of all those if you said, hurry up, what do you want to do? Uh, stab him in the throat. What do right. you want to do? Uh, just stab her in the stomach. What do you want right. to do? You know, th that's what that kind of break their neck and just toss them aside right like what the hell kind of kills was this now as as far as scary goes and i'll, I'll give this movie one thing the yeah. zombies looked badass they did those they, were great very good very good atmosphere during all that but like i said knowing that everyone's goofing and placing bets and stuff i just couldn't get into it like right. i was supposed to neither could i that's the whole thing and you know what honestly i thought somebody would have been i really thought that somebody would have been involved with with like you know from the inside like the jock for example after the blonde
killed her boyfriend. Basically, he gets hit with a bear trap, and you assume that he's dead. Right. Or at least I assumed that he's dead. And then later on, he just shows up. So that made me think, okay, maybe they're going in a direction where, um, you know, it's all going as planned now, but maybe this guy, the jock, went rogue, and he's just gone crazy and going to, you know, take everybody out mm-hmm. or something like that. But they never they never went any, anywhere deeper with that. And, like, his departure and then just abrupt return makes no sense because it looked before like he was dead. It's, it's The movie's all over the place. I think they try to cram too much into a short amount of time. And as far as scary goes, the entire premise of the movie doesn't even allow us to get scared. Like I was saying with those... You know, like, I, I found myself caught between this being fake or real, then, right. as I realized it's real, I found myself in the perspective of the company who was watching this as entertainment, and they're like, okay, let's see if these kids make it through this thing. Then I try to view it from the kids' perspective, who got who, who realize that they're caught up in this whole mess and realize what's going on, and, and that would normally work, but... When it's supposed to be a horror movie, the formula doesn't mix. It's like oil and water. Something about it. I appreciate the attempt, but it just didn't work. I don't even know how to say this. And I found myself, when I was done with this, watching this, I said to myself, you know, I think I just got to digest the movie. I think I just stuffed my mouth with, like, a ton, and now I have to digest it. That's how I felt. Like, and I'm not even done chewing yet, you know? Like, and... I don't know. I just didn't know what to make of the movie. You know, like, e- even in, even in the end, when they released all those ghosts, I'm like, all right, this movie's going to kick some ass. Okay, now there's what we've been waiting for. Let's see them come back and beat their ass, man, after, you know, after they torture those kids. And it touched on being badass, but right. it was like a tease, and it, it never really culminated into the awesome ending. And did you notice that, like, close to that end there... You see a character that kind of represents Pinhead. Yeah. He's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very brief, but see, there's another reference as saying, like I said earlier, that all of these other franchise franchises of horror films are all based around the same mythology, that it's all sacrifices to those gods. Yeah, it's well, basically, myth. it's the Michael Myers thing. Right. That, that's what it is. That's what it is, and I just thought of this, too. If you look at it, don't get mad at the Thorn Cult for Halloween 6 because it's really these gods that control the Thorn Cult that control Myers. Sure. Now, uh, <laughs> Mike, I'm never going to buy into Thorn no matter what you try. Right. What do you think of movies that try to make believe all these other movies are real? For example, The Rise of Leslie Vernon and now this. What do you think of movies that try to say like, oh yeah, Freddy and Jason are great killers, man. Doesn't it kind of... Freddy can exist in his own world. Jason can exist in his own world. Michael can exist... Like, when you try to act like they're real and now you're a killer too, to me, that is the ultimate cheese effect, man. And it really... Those lines in Leslie Vernon really took me out of that movie. It's a great movie, but I really... I try to, like, ignore that stuff. What do you think about that? When they try to make, like, all that stuff is legit. Yeah, it, it does kind of, t- it, you know, it does kind of take you out of it. Like, it does. It makes yeah. it seem stupid. It makes it seem corny. Like, oh, come on. A majority of people go to these movies uh, to kind of like, you know, it's escapism for an hour and a half or two hours. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. 
And when you try to like, you know, bring the bring the escape into reality, it, it kind of takes you out of that 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 moment. It, Mike, that is perfectly well said. I have nothing to elaborate with. You know, and like I like I was saying, I was just thought of this when I was saying like it made me overthink the movie. Right. When I first saw the cameras pop up and it showed all the rooms, I'm sitting there and I'm saying, okay, what do they do? Like, take all the footage and is this how they make horror movies? Like, they send people to really kill these kids and then they pass it off as just a phony movie with, uh, you know, right. like a studio? Like, I didn't know what to make. Like I well, said, my mind was everywhere, man. My, my mind was mush. I thought that it was for some reality thing because he's like, you know, the one part where the blonde and the other guy are in the woods you know, before she dies and they're kind of getting, you know, getting down. Yeah. And he's like, you know, you got to give the customer what they want. So I'm thinking at first that it is, you know, for a big reality thing. And honestly, that probably would have made me, you know, be able to swallow the whole movie a little more. Yeah. And then, you yeah. know, we find out that it's a completely different objective that they have. Right. It was all over the place, dude. It was right. like, it, you know, if they, if they use that footage... And just said, all right, this is the new Jason, or this is the new Saw movie, this is the new Machete and all that, or this is the new Evil Dead. If if they did that, that would have been kind of cool. Right. Like, I kind of think that's where they should have went. Instead of saying, like, does it really matter if this girl has her tits out? And that's true. Does it matter? I mean, aren't we just supposed to sacrifice these people in order and just throw them down a pit or some shit? Like, right. it really did not work. Right. I'm sorry. And... I might watch it again because I already, my mind processed everything and now I have a better understanding. And now I can actually have fun and just sit back and have a good time. But I, I doubt it. I, I really doubt it. I think I'm just going to be bugged by a lot of things. Right. And I mean, that's the thing. The movie had so much potential. It really did. You know, on points that we mentioned, like they could have had the jock guy working with the company from the inside. And they could have had a better resolution. And instead of having it be about a company sacrificing victims to gods, you know, it could have worked for a reality show thing. You know, the kills could have been a little better. I mean, yeah. it had so much potential to be a great movie. But they just went the wrong way with it. And I think if somebody's going to go and make a bold statement like, this is this is a bold new step in the horror genre. I mean, really, it's it's not. And the thing is, by saying that, you're really setting yourself up to be scrutinized. See, I think it is a bold step. I just think they tripped. They, yeah, they went. <laughs> it's a it's a bold step, but it's a step in the wrong direction. Unfortunately, that, that too. Yeah, and like I said, I think our direction is the one they should have went in, and it's too bad. And you know, we 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 can get into how we thought the pothead was super generic, and I think they were going for that eventually. Although I did, I did, that was the one character within the group that I actually did enjoy, because they did make him kind of like a smart guy. And you know what, though? They brought him back, too, when he was thought to be dead. Yeah, I, did, I didn't like that too much, either. But, you know, that that's what we're trying to say here. I, I think that there was too many missed opportunities. I mean, look, the movie does have great atmosphere at times, and there are some jump scares, because I did jump yeah. a few times during the movie. And you know what I mean? It's good for a horror movie on that level. But if you look at it as anything more, like if you look at it as the messiah of the horror genre, it's not. Lionsgate did not save horror. 
They just gave us another horror movie. Yeah, if you if you think this is Psycho or Halloween or Scream it's not. or Saw, it's not. No. So don't think that for now on. Hell, I think Paranormal Activity has changed horror more than this. Or even if you want to say Blair Witch Project for even... Maybe, maybe that's the reason Paranormal Activities is even here, you know? Right. You know? Yeah, so, I would say that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to say that. So, let, you know, we don't want to go too long because honestly... Anybody who has to forward this honestly can't hear basically any of our show. You basically are just going to hear the news. Right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Adam Green next week, guys. Yeah, Adam Green. So, okay, let's end the spoilers here so I could tell people what minute. So if you're listening right now, the spoilers are done. I'm just going to it's a good movie. It's a good horror movie. It's a good atmospheric movie. But if you want anything deeper than that, it's not the movie for you. I'm going to say, if you want to just see what everybody's talking about, then go see the movie. And if you're not going to watch the movie, hopefully you heard this review and let, you know, maybe our review helped whether or not you want to see it, and we didn't kind of ruin it for you. But So, that's about it. So, Dan will be back with us in the second segment of The Skeleton Crew, exclusively on HorrorBid.com, and we'll be right back after this break. You're listening to The Skeleton Crew, the show that just keeps on getting worse. Serbian film is coming to DVD uncut. See, I haven't seen the film, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm just not into movies like that. I mean, from what I understand, this movie is complete garbage. Dude, it's utter trash, dude. It's weird because it's shot in a, like... You know, a really big budget way, and it's like it's actually the cinematography's good, all that. It's all good on that front. It's just the fucking content, dude. I hate that movie. I saw it once, and I was so disgusted, dude. Yeah, I saw it about six months ago or so. And oh, I thought you were gonna say six times. I was like, you sick fuck. Well, I know. I, yeah. Well, you didn't let me get that far. I saw it six months ago about five or six times, and <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw I saw it one time, and okay, I'll admit, I showed it one more time at a party for a group shock oh. effect. No, you didn't. Yeah. Did you really? Well, it was my girlfriend's idea. She goes, she goes, babe, show them that sick movie. I want to see what they think of this. Yeah, you're crazy, and she's crazy too. I know. Yeah, but more importantly, what did they think though? Well, the, the the weird thing is when when you show people a movie like this, they think that you're into this shit. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so they're like, "Why do you have this?" and all those kind of questions came up. <laughs> yeah. 
and I was like, it's well, I heard disgusting. it was I heard it was the most disturbing film in the world, and I, of course, curiosity killed the cat, and I had to check it out. And um, guys, do not show this to other people. Don't ever uh, let this represent anything that you're doing in your spare time. <laughs> You want to show somebody something disturbing, show them pink flamingos or something, you know, and it, this is just beyond fucking sick. I don't even want to touch on what what goes on in this movie. It's so disgusting. Right. Like, and that's that's my main thing. Like, I, I get mad, and, and, you know, I really do. I get fucking pissed when people even mention this movie. I mean, I'm not pissed at you, Alex, but I'm just saying. It's like I hate it so much, and it's so disgusting to me. And I can see what they're trying to do. I heard the director. It was a commentary of, you know, stuff that's happened in his life. Whatever. No offense. I don't give a fuck. I just don't care. I think it's disgusting, and it doesn't have a place, you know? Yeah. You know, right. you know what it is. It's it. It's a snuff film that is like it, it's marketed as a horror film, but it's really a snuff film. It's beyond it's, that, it's, even, Mike. Mike, let's just put it this way: this girl, right. she's pregnant. She has her baby. As soon as she has the baby, it gets fucked. Oh, that's sick. You know what? That's, that's what I'm saying. That is that's sick. That's why I didn't that even made, want to mention it. It's that the, the disturbing, person, dude. And the person that made that movie should be shot because that <laughs> is not that is not entertainment. <laughs> Dan, I thought you didn't want to talk about what's on the movie. <laughs> 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 What the fuck? I'm just gonna say, like, the person that made that movie should be fucking shot. I didn't even know that happened, and I'm not. I am fucking. I am fucking floored right now. That is complete and utter bullshit. What hey, 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 listen. I'm. I'm gonna say something in in Dan's whole thing. Ready? I don't want to talk about this movie either, but he does stick his dick up his son's shit pipe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he doesn't even know it until the fucking bags removed from his head. This movie's so fucked, dude. Dude, it's just so twisted, dude. Like, who fucking thinks of this and like, oh, this is going to be a great movie? It's beyond fucking disgusting, dude, you know? And, and that's the thing about movies like that. You know, there reaches a certain point where it's not funny or it's not even, you know... Yeah, this is not funny. vaguely insightful, you know what I mean? Despite our laughing, right. this is not funny at all. Well, what it, do you it's gain? just pure shock value. That's all What that do you gain is. from a movie like that? Seriously, like, what is to be gained? I mean, look, I understand people can, can bitch about horror films and say, well, what's the value in seeing a movie where somebody runs around with a butcher knife killing people? Okay, it's and it's not reality. It is fun. Right, though, yeah. and I get to ask, you know, somebody that watches this film or the person that made this film, what is to be gained from watching this movie? Right. Are you just supposed to, like, is it supposed to show that the majority of people in this world are sick and depraved? Well, you know, you, you listen, Mike, I'm going to give you a good, not, this isn't an analogy, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to give you a good viewpoint, ready? Right. People can say, why do you think it's entertaining to watch a guy walk around in a butch knife killing five or six people in a neighborhood, and, and that's the movie, because that happened to me and my family, they were killed by a guy like that. Now you could say, oh, I, I understand. Then you could say, what's the game by watching people fuck babies that just come out of somebody or their son in the ass or 
whatever was going on in that Straven film. And that, on a whole level, is not okay whether or not it happened to somebody else or not. There's nothing right. okay with this. There, it, it's kind of okay to watch Michael Myers killing people because, hey, listen, we all got to die sometime. But not all of us get fucked on our ass two minutes after we're born or 30 right. seconds after we're born. And not all of us fuck our kids in the asses. So right. it's, it's, a, it's a whole different realm of why it's not okay and not entertaining and not in the least have any value. Just just don't see a Serbian film. All right, guys, let's get into a lighter topic here. We got Ghostbusters 3 and Bill Murray. Oh, no, you're not going down this road. Bill Murray said he, he just might do this movie, right? Is that is that the consensus here? You know, listen, I'm a fan of Ghostbusters. I saw the first one in the theater in 84 when it came out. I saw the second one in 89. I, I love the movies, okay? I'm a fan. I'm looking forward to a third one. I am sick of Bill Murray going back and forth with this, okay? Either he's in or he's out. Don't keep jerking us around going back and forth, buddy. Just say you're in, you're out, whatever. I don't care either way. I want to see the movie made. Well, honestly, I don't care if they make one with him not in the thing. Because I'll still see it even if he's not in it. I don't care. As long as Slimer's in it, that's fine with me because I love Slimer. Do you think this is all publicity thing to fucking build hype before he really does drop the bomb and say, oh, fucking I'm attached to it now, booyah. Exactly. I, yeah, I think, I think so. that's what it is, too. I think so. I agree. All right, Carrie is being remade, and Julianne Moore might play Carrie's mother. First of all, what do you think about the idea of the remake in general? I, I, I could care less. That scene of Carrie was at the end gym scene. It was a slow movie it was just kind of uh you know kind of forgettable in my eyes now i respect it i think it's one of the best uh stephen king book adaptations brought over to film but it would cemetery said, is better though it's got it pet cemetery pet cemetery is definitely better although i will say carrie the scene in the locker room in the beginning where she gets her period is awesome i like that scene but just the whole movie kind of just with the subject matter, and it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't really like it. But you're not supposed to like it. You're supposed to feel horrible for this chick. But, you know, I just, I don't know. There's just something about that movie that I just, you know, I can't say, oh, Carrie's one of my favorites. I respect it. I understand what it's done for horror. Great. Let's move on. Now, the remake, I don't know, dude. It's it's tough. Unless they do something totally different with it, I don't see how much impact it could have. I mean, who knows what they're going to do. But I think Julianne Moore is a fucking great, Great addition as the mother. I mean, she was crazy. Remember that scene in uh, <laughs> in Boogie Nights where she's fucking all coked up and all fucking insane? I mean, yeah. right there, that just shows the tip of the iceberg. I can name a couple other roles, too, that she's done that really shows her acting ability as far as craziness goes. But I think she's great for it. Yeah, no, she can definitely play the religious zealot, I think, to a T. Because Carrie's mother was really, like, out there religious. So I think that Julianne Moore can capture that. The bottom line is, though, you know, it's it's kind of like with any Stephen King remake or any remake in general. You know, do you really want to pay to see a Carrie remake? Do you want to pay to see a Pet Cemetery remake? I, I heard they're remaking Firestarter as well. Do you really want to pay to see these remakes? Do you think that it's worth doing it? Or no. can we just, you know, no. 
No. Live with the originals. No, originals fine. Originals exactly. all the way. I I want new ideas. I want fucking Cabin in the Woods. I want fresh shit. I'm so sick of the remakes, dude. At this point, now I liked Halloween. I liked a couple of them, Texas Chainsaw. But thinking right. back, dude, it's just not worth it all around. Get some fresh fucking shit in here. And I know I'm not saying anything, you know, mind bending here or anything new for that matter. But come on, we just need new fresh ideas. And you know, the remakes can. They they hold, I don't know, it's weird because some of them do well, and I have a feeling this one's going to come back and do well just because of the older generation, you know, how they dug it as kids probably, so they'll go see it now, but who who knows? Who knows how this is going to do? I have a feeling it's going to do good, and people like us, where, you know, true horror fans aren't going to like it. <laughs> probably, you're right. Well, I can already tell you now, I'm not going to like it, but uh, what I would like is for Kevin Williamson to write Scream 5, but... It doesn't look like he wants to. Uh, I can understand that, though. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Put after they three him on Scream 4. Right. And, I, hey, I mean, even even with, look, I, I think the only movie that he's done that I think was untouched was, and you know what, people are probably going to flame me for this. But, what, the pilot to Dawson's Creek? Well, yeah, well, Dawson's Creek, obviously, I don't think was touched. I think that that was, you know, all him. He does not get, you know, the respect that he deserves within the genre. He needs, what needs to happen is, okay, he can come back and do Scream 5, but it's like, I, I think that they need to sign a contract or something, the Weinsteins and all, just saying, look, hands off. Well, yes. total hands off with this, yes. with this film. You can write and do whatever you want because it's proven. Dude, Scream 1 was perfect. Oh, was really flawless. Yeah. And... Oh. They didn't touch that. I think they need... Look, and that's what should have happened with Scream 4. It it should have never been touched. You should have went with his original vision. And see, this is what I don't get, too. They did did the exact same thing they did to him on Scream 3 as they did on 4. Same thing. Right. You fool me once, it's uh, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. You're not going to fool me again. Now it's over. Right. And I don't blame him for a second, Mike. Like you said, dude, I don't blame him for a second. You know... Obviously, we want to see that, dude, you know, definitely, like, you know, and I'm really sad inside, but at the same time, dude, I do the same fucking thing, you know, you want to switch my script around? Because, dude, I heard what that script really was supposed to be, and it's totally right. different. Now, I think, yeah, my, yeah, we all like this movie, actually, Scream 4, but right. I, I still think if they if they left that alone, dude, it could have been 20 times better, so it's, right. uh, And And you know what, Dan, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, I love Scream 3. But the uh, fact is, Efren Kruger, I, I don't think I pronounced his name right, forgive me, but he, look, he can't write a Scream movie. That's not his forte. So, and I know they brought him in for polishes on Scream 4, and I think that's why Scream 4, although it was good, it wasn't up to what Williamson, what it could have been had Williamson stayed on board the whole time. Uh-huh. So that's why I'm saying they just, they, they need to just have... Kevin, just do it. And forget this Ethan Kruger, forget getting anybody else, because you know what? It's not going to be a Scream movie if Kevin Williamson is not involved. And they might as well just shelve any idea of doing a Scream 5 and 6, because it will suck if he's not involved. Exactly. Well, and I think there's a less chance that Craven's going to come back, too, if Williamson's not going to come back. So oh, I guarantee it. The whole domino effect it. issue comes into play. But you know what, dude? It's weird. What, what I, was, I thought about 
this when I when I saw that article earlier today. I don't know, dude. In a weird way, it could be fucking good for it. Now, don't fucking kill me for saying this, but you know they could just take it in a totally different direction and have it be something fresh. That's not to say Williamson didn't make you know Scream Four fresh and 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 all that stuff. I think he did. I love, like I said, I love that movie. But I don't know, dude. There's just something about it where if they go ahead with it and go in a different direction, well, it's it's going to be one or the other. It's going to be really good, and people are going to respond because, let's face it, there's not really any way you can go off of Scream 4. Everybody hated that movie. Well, not everybody. Obviously, we liked it, but there's a lot of backlash about that movie. So it, it either this is going to be the make-or-break movie, whether this this is the movie that kills the franchise or kind of reboots it to a point where, all right, well, we don't need Williamson and, and Craven to run it. Now, do I want that? Absolutely. Do I think it could possibly work without both of them? I, I, I think it's possible, man. I, I, and, I, I don't think so. I, I no. don't think so at all. Dude, this there's is me being, no being way. very optimistic, too. Right. Oh, I, I, and look, I understand because, you know, the person inside of me, there's a little bit that says, you know, I agree with you on that sense. But there's an even bigger part of me that says this series is on life support right now. And regardless of if we yeah. like Scream 4 or not, a lot of people did not. So unless you have Williamson attached to Scream 5, I guarantee you that it's going to turn a lot of people off. Right. But it turned a lot of people off when he did Scream 4, though. But like we said, too, they, they changed around the script. So who's to say what people really dug in that movie and what they hated or whatever, and if that was Williamson's fault or not. So it's hard right. to tell. You know what I mean? It's almost like if they had the original script and they just went by what he said, who knows what that movie would have been. I think it would have been a lot better because I've heard certain aspects to it where I was like, holy shit, that could, that could have been the best thing. And it sets up part five. And the way Scream 4 ended, they changed everything around to where, it didn't set up anything. It killed pra- practically the whole cast, you know? So, right. right. You know what? We talked about peaks and valleys. No matter what our personal thoughts are on the Scream franchise, they're in a valley right now. Yeah. Part three and four brought it to a yep. valley. I think without this guy in it, people aren't going to give it the chance to even yep. bother with it to get to a peak. So I think if he's not in it, it's, it's a... It's a bust. You guys are right. I'm just trying to, uh, you know, like I said, be optimistic here, but, you know. Oh, I, I definitely hear you, man. Now, let's talk about the severed footage. And uh. it's about a foot <laughs> in a sneaker that floats down river. And there's a, right. there's a killer who does this, I guess. And, yeah. and these kids are going to film a documentary about, I guess, within the area of where these killings take place or something, and I suppose that that exact killer comes and gets them. I don't know. I saw the trailer. It looks like Blair Witch Project. It looks like Paranormal Activity, you know, found footage, you know, that type of thing. It sounds like a bad version of Idle Hands, dude. No, no, it's... it's... I'm sick of found footage crap. That's, that's the bottom line there. I'm sick of it. I, I think that... Look, Blair Witch started it, and it was, that was okay. But Paranormal Activity, now, the first one was good, the second one was good. Third one beat it to death. I think the fourth one will continue the trend. And now with this new movie, Severed Foot or Feet or whatever the hell it is. Footage. I, right, whatever. I, I think that that's going to just, you know, it's it's beating a dead horse again. It's just going to like beating it into and, the ground. And, and, I'm with you about hating on the found footage thing, but there has been exceptions lately. Now Cloverfield? Cloverfield, the yeah, virginity but, yeah, but you hit, gotta forget. Chronicle, Clo- right? But but 
that's the thing. Chronicle isn't really a horror movie, though. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm not talking specifically horror. I just mean found right. footage in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, horror, yeah, no, there's nothing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mike, if you're sick to death of found footage, I got one more yeah. for you. The Possession yeah. of Jamie Hunt. Yeah, give me a break. <laughs> I, I watched that trailer. I did uh. not know what to make of it. It was a minute I wish I could have back from my life because it's just horrible. It really is. I'm 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 sorry. You know, I I love independent people trying to make it. Like if you guys, when Down the Road is released, that our buddies uh, Jason Christopher and Devin Labasio made. Great guys, okay, by the way. Right. You get a movie like that. That's something that you want to watch. You get a movie like uh, this Jamie Hunt thing, Possession of Jamie Hunt. It's just it's not good. No. I mean, come on. I, I've seen so many different variations of The Exorcist. I think I'm just done. Yeah, it was it was terrible. And that last Exorcist movie, when we have time, I'm going to tear that apart. But we don't. Uh, if Let's just touch real quick. Edward Norton and Sean Penn, possible cast for the RoboCop remake. That would send that movie over the top, I'll tell you that, obviously, for obvious reasons. Well, yeah. I would see it at that point. I don't think I would see it any other way. I'm having a tough time, though, seeing the guy that they're supposedly having play RoboCop. He's in that show, The Killing, and I love the show, but and he plays a cop on that show, too, but he, he plays like a very laid-back cop in that, so it's tough to see him, even his facial, facial features and everything. It's tough to see him in that role. Uh, I, I'm curious to see where this movie's going to go. And like I said, add those two in it. Are you fucking kidding me, you know? Yeah, it could be great. I'm... I'm be. having a tough time with a movie that was made in 1987 that I thought was was awesome being remade um, just 25 years later. I can't believe that it is 25 Dude, years Dude, you think later. that's bad? What about Total Recall, man? What the hell is that? Why would that's that... Another, oh, yeah. First of all, that doesn't even need to be remade. No. You know what? Colin Farrell, is his career that much in the toilet that he had to go and do another remake? I mean, come on. Fright Night remake was was good. It wasn't great, but it was passable. And I mean, now he's doing Total Recall. What? I'm I'm just sorry. Some of these things just they really get me. That's all. So I think it's just ridiculous. They they don't need to do it. I just can't believe they're doing it. I mean, yeah, remaking Arnold Schwarzenegger movies while he's still alive. It just seems unnecessary, disrespectful. Um, I don't know. Speaking of Arnold. Alex, you want to get into that? <laughs> One last quick headline of Harbid. James Cameron wants to focus Terminator 5 on the T-800 model, which is Arnold Schwarzenegger's model of Terminator. Now, I already have a total definite opinion on this. Now, when I said that, I, I already said this to a lot of people. Terminator 4 showed us the light. And what I mean by that is, they brought Arnold Schwarzenegger back as the Terminator, and he looked exactly like he did in Part 1. Now, what that means is they CGI'd his face onto someone else's body, and it really brought it to life. And you couldn't really tell that it wasn't real. Now, what I said was, instead of keeping Arnold and keep rehiring him at 60 years old to play Terminator, like Terminator 3, by the time Arnold played that man, he was so freaking old. Like, his body looked alright. He did pretty. He did a pretty good workout regimen to look like he did in that first opening scene. But but his face, man, he just... It just, it just wasn't... It just wasn't the guy from 1991 and 1980... 
four or whatever. Yeah. And it just wasn't that anymore. And there was just something wrong. And it would be ridiculous to have a 60-year-old man play a, a, a killing machine robot. The best thing you can do is CGI this guy, dude. Why not? I think that's a great idea. What do you do? You think it's stupid? I don't think it would work. I don't know because I think just the politics of everything, and you know, people would be like, "Oh, why don't you just get him in there?" I think your point's valid, dude. I just don't. I don't know if anybody, if everybody would get on board with that. Do you know what I mean? They'd just be like, "Oh, just half a minute." They did. They do a good job with that shit, though. Like you said, they do it with Arnold. They also do it with uh, Scott Speedman in the new Underworld movie. He's not in that movie, but it's like they CG him. I didn't notice. You know, it looked. It looked legit. It looked real. So. Can it work? Yes. Now, will, will they do that? I really don't think so. You think they're going to have the 60-something-year-old 60, 60 guy at this point playing yep. the Terminator, really? I think they do. And do I agree with that? No, I, I agree with your point. I think it's too fucking old. Now, will they do it? Uh, yep. That is, You know, I'm the biggest Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. I am not going to be one of those people complaining if he CGI'd into this movie. I think it's a cool idea, but, you know, I just politics of Hollywood, I don't think it would go down like that, personally. And well, that's too bad. Here's here's what I'll say, final word on it, is that I think if they're going to do it at this point, just remake it. No. If they remake everything no. else, just remake it. Dude, you can't have Terminator without Arnold, man. Well, either don't do it or remake it, or just let it die. You know, that that's what just, should just happen. Hollywood should just let it go. We had four good movies, let it go. Well, two good movies. <laughs> I like three. That's what I was going to say, dude. Where, where did four come in? Three, three could have been good if if Edward Furlong came back as John Connor. Then it would have been good because it was a solid movie except for the fact that the continuity of the characters was just too far gone. Right. If you had him back, I would have put up with old Arnold in that movie. I agree. So let's get to our Netflix pick of the week. Now, what we do here on the Skeleton Crew, we all, you know, you know how Oprah has her Book of the Month Club, or, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, whatever it is, you know, Harpo Entertainment, all that good stuff. So, yeah, what we have here is the Netflix pick of the week, and what we do is the three of us pick a movie that we're all going to watch this week, and then talk about next week, and. Anybody with Netflix can watch it. You know, it's not asking you to go buy a movie. We're not asking you to rent a movie if people still drive out to those buildings and pick a movie up and drive home. It's it's very simple. So, this week, what's the movie this week, Mike? Stakeland. Stakeland. Yes. I've heard good things about Stakeland, and I'm very excited to see this, and, uh... Dude, I, I've heard so many good things about this movie, and I have yet to see it, so it's, uh, it's really building up here. I'm... I'm very excited to see this movie and uh you know just for the record too i mean mike hates daniel harris so for him to like this movie is shocking it is it is weird that he he would pick this movie out of all those titles so <laughs> people are going to realize one day that that's a total lie <laughs> okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. One uh, we'll, we'll have plenty of time to get into that yeah hey listen everybody has some actresses pants on their walls in their bedroom so See, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> I'll post the picture on the Facebook page. Do this, because I really want to see that, dude. I'll, I'll use it as my timeline picture. Okay. I will post, I will take a picture when we are done, and I will post it on the Facebook page. 
Remember you mentioned that to her too, Mike, <laughs> when you were talking uh, to he her? Did. Yeah, actually, yeah, it was mentioned, and she <laughs> thought that it was hilarious. <laughs> you could tell. You could tell she was a little tad bit creeped out at first, but then she was down because she sees that shit all the time at you know conventions and stuff. You, you know, right, but I, I, I don't think that anybody else has her screen worn pants from Halloween on their wall. But uh, that's. Uh, <laughs> But I'll post a picture, and maybe maybe I'll even give Alex the picture, and we can put it under this show, so the people that aren't on Facebook, if they choose not to like us on Facebook, they can still still see the picture. Yeah, and Dan, I think when uh, that was revealed to Danielle, I think she had one hand on the phone talking to these guys on the interview, and the other hand was on her cell phone dialing nine one and waiting to <laughs> press one. Yes. When it was over, yes. When it, yeah. Dude, I was even scared for it, man. So maybe you guys out there in listener land, check out Stakeland this week. We will, uh, you know, leave us your comments, um, and we will go over them next week on the show. Yep. So remember, we have a Facebook. It is the Skeleton Crew Show. Like it. You don't have to actually like it. Just click like. And yeah. you could be <laughs> updated on, you know, pants and new shows and things like that. And tune in next week. We will have Justin, webmaster of horrorbid.com, on the show and many more things. So this is Alex, Michael J, and Dan Chase. And we will see you next week.